You look very pretty, by the way. I like your outfit oh, and your hair. Thank you. This yeah. is a new tank. We shouldn't have waited. No, now yeah. Zach has to listen to this. But um, no, I think is, the uh, world should have to listen to this. I'm Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Hi, everyone. All right. We're, we're back. back. Woo! Yeah. We did it. And we have, we have a, a slightly different um, model for uh, yeah. how we're doing this. So uh, we realized that our episodes where one of us watched it and tells the other about it went just fine. And this way, uh, we're going to keep doing that and alternate. And then you'd think that a person would be able to have time to watch a single episode of The X-Files every week. But we when don't. These always. people? <laughs> We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yes. Maybe some people can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, Those not people are particular us. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I watched, this is Liz. I watched the first episode of season two and then Helen is going to watch the next episode and we'll kind of take turns taking the lead, uh, talking about the episode. And I mean, most give, of these, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, should we give like a little update of where we've been, what we've been up to? But you finished yeah. what you were saying first. Uh, you were saying that we, I'm going to take the lead next time. Yes, you are. Especially because it's got, you know. Uh, parasites. Parasites. Yeah. I will never get know. over You'll see. taking be good. parasitology in college. And it was in like a gigantic lecture hall of like 200 people and so the um what do you call it the screen projector or whatever was like enormous so that everyone could see and so uh there'd be like giant pictures of like ticks in oh. in front of the oh. class it was very very distressing I, for I me i feel like <laughs> if we're doing an, an update on what we've been doing this isn't the main thing but i found a tick on me back yeah. in may Oh yeah, that's right. It was in May. Yeah. yeah. And like, I couldn't even Google stuff about it because pictures of ticks would come up and oh. I was like trying to find ways to like Google and be like, no image, no pr image preview. Yeah. I can't look at a picture of a tick no. on my phone. It's just too psychologically damaging. I have another tick story that involves an update to my life. Great. Great. Um, when this earlier this summer, um, in early June, me and my family went to Tennessee for a vacation. And while we were gone, Leo, our scaredy dog, ran away. And he ran away from the dog sitter. He was gone for almost a week. He was living in the woods. Um, and then, thank God, he, like, two days after we got back, he showed up at 2 a.m. Um, why are you pointing? Because listeners might recall there is that episode EBE where there's that alien oh, that just yeah. runs to and fro in yes. the woods in Wisconsin. And we said, it's <laughs> like Leo. That's oh how Leo gosh. is. So this is just his nature. Is, it makes sense. Yeah. This is literally how Leo is. Yeah. yeah. He was, and that's probably why no one could catch him is he probably turned invisible and then shot yeah, with his probably. shocking powers. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. We know he was spotted near a horse farm. And so I like oh, yeah. to think about him like eating horse feed and bedding down oh, with horses at night. Buddy. Oh, um, he should write a children's book about his experience. He should. 
And he came back covered in ticks. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> he showed up at 2 a.m. barking and I it woke me up and I went to get Zach and was like, think that's leo barking but i'm too scared to go look because i didn't want him to like run away and uh yeah he he showed up oh in gosh. our backyard again came inside oh it was like gosh. it was like all right enough of that the prodigal wow. son needed to return and oh, uh he was covered in ticks Ooh. Ooh. so you got bonus pets like yeah <laughs> yeah six yeah. of them Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh other updates in our lives helen is now a uh, tenure track professor and moved and sold her office and bought a new one. And yep. that's been I've been living big. in uh, the same city for 17 years, which at that point was wow. half my life. Wow. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I moved to be less than a mile from work. And Zach now works in my same building, which is super fun. And uh I bother him for all sorts of stuff. Um, do you feel that you get special treatment? Like, do you think that like, oh, yeah. getting, like, like, yes, I'm definitely getting staplers or like nicer paper or like, I don't know. No, I think classrooms. I, no, I, I try not to bother him with stuff, but he puts up with a lot of my nonsense that I suspect other people <laughs> don't show him you know you probably (laughs) yeah like you wouldn't be able to display the same level of nonsense if it wasn't your husband in that role right that makes sense yes yes Yes. and he would be probably freaked out if like some other (laughs) professor showed up and was like okay can we talk about money real quick (laughs) (laughs) and you got a new dog helen got a new dog we got a new dog yes so the the leo the old one showed up again um and he has always been remarkably more sane around other dogs ironically the other dog we got i would not call sane um but it he's 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 a a lovable nightmare doofus as yes. you once saw someone comment their greyhound was yeah um, his he's name is a, gatsby and he's, he's a, a poodle. Bad poodle he's, he's a, a bad, bad poodle. poodle yeah he last night Woke us up around 11.30 p.m. because he had uh, knocked into our recycling that we had kind of hanging up. Um, We had like a bin for it and broke a jar of pasta sauce. Um, And Zach, thankfully, dealt with the cleanup, but then woke me up because then he had glass embedded in his feet that I had to get out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like. He eats a lot of things. He, he eats a lot of things. Socks. Like things that aren't he, food. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our mom was holding a receipt and he just walked by yeah. to the side of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he is yeah. possibly the cutest dog to ever exist. He's like, this might cutest. be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, he's really resting on that. And uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's really, that's really it. He is probably pretty young they said he was three when we adopted him i do not think this poodle is three no that is is a puppy yeah he he's very puppy-esque um but leo is like the happiest he's ever been he's like wagging tail and chasing after tennis balls and so So good and william has been sleeping better because gatsby is sharing a bed with him every night 
Um, so except when he goes downstairs to check out the recycling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets up sometimes and then just goes back into William's bed. Um, but sometimes those wake ups involve broken glass or eating laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gatsby. He threw up a pair of my underwear yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) At least he threw them up, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The second night we got him, I had to take him to the ER because, as Zach put it, he slurped down a sock like a noodle. (laughs) (laughs) And I was concerned that that was it for him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, I am having the book published. I feel like I'm saying that like, guess what, Helen? You didn't know this as if I didn't tell you. (laughs) Well, listeners, uh, I am having a book published next summer. And I write the release date on so many things. That is why if you look on our Instagram, I briefly (laughs) announced our return for September of 2024 because I just write 24 on everything. Uh, My novel is a young adult novel about a teenage girl on a junior roller derby team. And uh, her dealing with the social anxiety, a crush on uh, one of the all-star players and her parents' divorce. And she's like trying to make friends and she's like super anxious and awkward um, and uh, makes a lot of bad decisions that I think are entertaining, but bad. Uh, So I had (laughs) someone read it recently and give me the feedback that like, oh, she made me so mad. But that's why I had to keep reading. It's not a bad thing. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, So yeah. And that is called Mighty Millie Novak. It comes out in August 20th of 2024. That could technically change. I'm not officially allowed to give that date because it could we'll call it fall 24. It'll be officially locked down sometime in like January. Um, okay. But it could, it could vary a little bit, but that yeah. is the plan. Um, oh man. So cool. Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. We're working on stuff for the cover now. I mean, oh, when I really? say we, I'm not involved, but they're like, it's that's oh. happening behind the scenes and they're telling oh my me, God. okay, we're reaching out. Okay. Here's the elements we want to involve. Here's oh, the covers man. we like in the similar style. So it's all oh, very real. So cool. Yeah. And I'm doing uh, edits. Oh, yeah. are you? Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I I mean, I read it, but it's been like rounds of edits yeah, ago. So probably dramatically I'm, different. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to read it again. I don't know if I should wait well, did, until it's did like the out or that you read have all the dinosaurs in it. And no, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yes. There's not. Yes, it did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a like a bootleg fake version going around yeah. that has dinosaurs inserted <laughs> into the narrative. I yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my big thing. We spent the summer yeah. in Europe again, Adam and I, we're going to do it again next summer. Yeah. I got traveled in Europe again. Really taken off. Going well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're both, we're both very, very busy people, but we're also people who like the X-Files and having the opportunity yeah. to talk and have people yeah. listen to us. So yes, we're making it happen. Mm-hmm. All those things. Yeah. Yep. So I have some X-Files related announcements or, or go for it. Things like that. So first of all, um, this fall, which is 2023, depending on when you're listening to this, if it's way in the future, it is 23 right now. Um, that is, this is the 30th anniversary of the X-Files. Right. Which is yes, that means Tombs is coming back. It is right? Tombs year. Yes. It is yes. also a Tombs year. So yeah. If, Presuming Tomb somehow survived being shredded by that escalator in the episode oh, yeah. from season one called Tombs, um, he would be eating livers again and then building his nest. So 
I so watch out for put people it their way into your house. Yeah. Your liver. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, also, like, there's been a lot of alien stuff in the news. Yeah. Like, in I our feel, world. Right. I feel very similar to a meme that I saw that was something like, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. I'm not going to try to quote something that I thought was funny. Basically, like, there's so much other stuff going on in the world. I feel kind of like, oh, mm, yeah, aliens. Okay. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> The thing, I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like I'm always up for them doing alien stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's bizarre. But, yeah. Okay, so I was reading something interesting about it. There, there's, um, so for, first of all, I don't, I don't know why this is. I'm guessing just because it sounds, we don't have associations with it. But the government calls them UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, instead of Yeah, UFOs. that's weird. And I just feel like they're just trying to rebrand and sound yeah. less crazy. Um, NASA just came out with this report just a couple days ago. I guess there's been a lot of like sightings, I guess. People have been huh. saying they're seeing a lot of UAPs, UFOs. Huh. And NASA was like, we're going to look into it. And they were like, we don't think it's aliens. And that was the conclusion. <laughs> um, but then I was, I was reading a op-ed where they were like, Look, we should have government like clarity and um, mm-hmm. you know openness about anything they're doing, and right. like that includes like UAPs, like could be a spy balloon, or they give the example, it could be a dude with a drone with a gun on it, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like other yeah. things in the sky. Like if our government True. is doing studies about them, yeah, that should be open to the public and it mm-hmm. should be discussed. And it's mm-hmm. like there's support, like kind of bipartisan support about this stuff. But it gets very. That is such a weird thing for like people to finally agree. On. I know, right? Yeah. Hey, parental leave. Let's let's yeah. talk about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only the only uh, common ground we have. But yeah. I guess uh, what this article was saying is like, look, there's like real reasons to talk openly about this stuff, but it mm-hmm. gets hijacked by lunatics very easily, <laughs> and like conspiracy theorists and how it's yeah. like a problem that like if the conspiracy theorists get super into it and are all like, mm. oh, you're being open about it. And you're saying, well, we don't think there's any aliens. And then you're going, ah, you're lying. You're just further eroding trust in the government that's already low and mm. like encouraging bad things. So yeah, I don't really know what the point of the op-ed was, to be honest with you, as I'm saying it, other than like yeah. conspiracy theorists who spread lies are bad, which seems true pretty true yeah. i agree with that um, unless but yeah the lone gunman those yeah, are the only ones i support spreading lies though as far as I that's understand. true yeah that's true. yeah so yeah so that's kind of where we are right now in real life yeah cool kind of, i feel like timely um and then uh i guess i'll go into talking about our episode today sure yeah go for it and so helen did watch this episode somewhat recently i want to say right what, nine months ago something like that yeah something like that probably sort of fresh in your head so i think that this episode makes a lot of sense if you think of it as so this is season two episode one little green men and i think it makes a lot of sense if you consider that like the x-files kind of built a following as it went during season one and so i think Mm -hmm. they really wanted to have a good launch with season two to bring in more viewers and have something that sort of set the tone 
And so I feel like some of it was a little bit like repetitive and a little bit like, um, Oh yeah. We're trying to set this up in a way that someone who didn't see season one, or maybe just saw the end of season one can jump in and like, feel like it's a start. Um, Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. ultimately I didn't, find it that interesting the main idea yeah. is Mulder having to go to Arecibo observatory in Puerto Rico because of some things that are happening there that I will talk right. about so it opens okay, I thought that was gonna be it and that's it and our episode <laughs> is over welcome back no um <laughs> some so things yeah it don't happen you can guess things happen and then they stop happening in the credits roll um, yeah I do have a weird little tangent about the offspring. So um the offspring we'll there. the band. The off the band. So we'll get there. Huh. Um okay. so it opens with the Voyager Golden Record, which we've talked about on this podcast yes. before. Right. It is yes. the thing that they sent out with the Voyager spacecraft that's like, here's the stuff we want aliens to know about people. And yeah. they are playing um box piano box. concerto number two. Brandon, yeah, the Brandenburg, one of the, Brandenburg Concerto, yeah. This is one of the few things I remember about the episode. I remember two things about this episode, one of which is Bach, because Mulder ends up talking to a senator who is, like, really into Bach. Um, and Zach, my husband, the uh, editor of the show, uh, is also very into Bach. Or at least oh, he, he had to be, yeah, he had to be by necessity, because there's a bunch of, like, Bach cello concertos. Oh, um, okay. And uh he was a music major and played the cello in college and uh so so you actually walked down the aisle to a Bach song? I That's did? To say. You did. That was I Bach. Was, yeah. I thought Zach wrote that. <laughs> I thought he wrote that. Uh, I thought he wrote it me. <laughs> I mean, he's talented. <laughs> I don't know that it's Bach. I should be recording somewhere that song Zach wrote for me to walk on the aisle to. I mean, just somebody who's not a musician, to me, it seems like, look, he made up our theme for well, our, on a, our it's podcast. It's a like, bunch of, like, car commercials and stuff, though. Is it? Yeah. Zach, I you should include this. here a little, a little snippet of uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> It was great to walk down the aisle too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, when I got, I, when I got married, if you know, if you didn't know me when I got married or, you know, you don't know me in real life, in which case I definitely wouldn't have invited you to my wedding. Um, it was very hands-off. I like, I had my priorities and then the <laughs> other stuff I just outsourced to I people say, I trusted. It wasn't, it wasn't hands-off. It was hands-off for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was Liz's hands-off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I mean, I told Helen, I need flowers. Yep. I got them for you. And then I got flowers. I didn't care about the color. Helen told me my wedding colors. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I don't remember what they were. I know one of them was red. Yeah. Yeah. Red and black and uh, cream. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and Zach wrote me a song. (laughs) 
<laughs> I felt <laughs> walk down the aisle too. <laughs> huh. Now my, my goals were end up married to Adam, look as hot as possible, and dance all night. And I did those things. I achieved. You did all those three. things. So you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. So right. So the yes. golden record. So, so Mark, <laughs> Zach um, was not on it. <laughs> no, Zach didn't have a piece on there. Uh, wow. Yeah, that just I feel like it changes everything about my marriage. No. Um, <laughs> No, so uh, so they're playing that, and Mulder's doing a voiceover, and he talks about how it's being sent out into space so other civilizations can maybe encounter it. And then in 1992, the high-resolution microwave survey was created uh, where telescopes would try to look for signs of alien life. And it only, I mean, okay, keeping in mind, this episode came out in September of 1994. So 29 years ago from right now. And, uh, and so in 92, so only two years before the episode aired, they created this high high resolution microwave survey. And it was shut down the next year um, by a first term senator named Richard Bryan. And Mulder says that in the voiceover. And so I was thinking, is this fictional? Is Richard Bryan maybe like in the X-Files? No, he is real. And he did that. And that's kind of like, he didn't, um, his thing was, um, we have seen, he was really anti-SETI. Like that was his main hmm. notable thing is that SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Um, he was just like, why are we wasting money on this? We've never seen any evidence of little green men. Hey, that's the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was just like a senator who was like, no, stop this nonsense. We stop, wow. we don't give any more money to this. Mm-mm. Yeah, which I feel like, annoyed hmm. by personally yeah. i not that i feel like oh it's so important we find i don't know space squid or whatever is out there i don't right. know why i said squid God, i hope so right yeah 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 I don't, i'd I be okay it doesn't that. matter yeah squid but are the like, aliens I, of the sea that's why i think that's true yeah yeah so um I'm sorry. I'm just writing that down. It seems important. So, <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, Richard Bryan, he cancels it. I feel like, I don't know. Don't cancel science. Like I feel like, yeah. again, we can never predict what we're going to discover as we push forward mm-hmm. with other things we're interested in, you know? So yeah, yeah, whatever. So that was shut down. Um, and they show then what looks like a shutdown, like telescope control room, and all of a sudden, that Bach piece, that Brandenburg Concerto Number Two, starts playing, and right. lights start coming on. And then, uh, then we uh, get a scene that says that, like, okay, the X Files were shut down. And then cue the theme music, which just always makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And oh, then, yeah. then we see, okay, so now about the offspring. Mulder is listening to these like surveillance tapes of what sounds oh, like yeah. kind of a stereotypical mm-hmm. gangster, and he's like. It's two dudes having a conversation about a stripper and like they were Mm -hmm. at a a strip club. And I just, I don't know. I found this really weird that they go out of their way that they have one of the guys mention, oh, she was dancing to that song Come Out and Play by The Offspring. Huh. I just thought it was strange. The song came out in 1994. It was their first single off their album Smash. I mean, can you picture how it sounds? Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to imagine... Could you strip to it? I mean, technically, you can strip to anything, including yeah. that Bach piece that I walked on the yeah. aisle to, I assume. Yeah. But, like... Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's, that is weird. I mean, like, I guess. Yeah, it just seems like they never mention music. And it. I, yeah. all I could figure is that someone was like, hey, 
this is their new single and I work as a record executive. Work this in your show. I couldn't find any evidence of that, but otherwise it just seemed strange. Or maybe it was like one of the writer's favorite new songs. It's about (laughs) gang violence. So it's not always like, yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. I should uh, look into the offspring. (laughs) I know that sounds really strange, (laughs) but uh, William, my nine-year-old has been, uh, which, by the way, nine sounds super old, and I kind of yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're his, his mom. Just give him a new age. Make him yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> he has been really, really into both the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Green Day and has started oh. listening to Nirvana now. And uh, I am getting really sick of all those bands. Um, Are you thinking to yourself, Liz moved out at 18. Why am I now hearing it all again? I thought I was free of this. Well, no, I mean, like, see, that's the thing. Some of these people's songs I like, but I don't want to listen to all of them. And I don't want to listen to them on constant repeat. So my thoughts were going, well, maybe he would like The Offspring. And that would introduce Mm, at least another band to the mix. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. I know. um, You know that Dexter Holland, the lead singer. I believe has a PhD in biochemistry. No, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my gosh. It might, not be bi- it might not be biochemistry, but it was definitely chemistry. Whoa. Or Whoa. biology. One of the two. <laughs> not well, biochemistry is, is a good guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he has a PhD huh. in science. Yeah. Wow. Cool. And like, so you know, I, what you're saying is that in a band I could be the next on his Dexter offspring. Holland. Dexter Holland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dexter Helen. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think like, you know, he was playing in a band while going to school and then the offspring wow. kind of blew up. So, yeah. Wow. Um, huh. So that seems like something you would also enjoy researching when you research the offspring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, yeah, so the scene ends with like the other guy or the guy saying like, I was just laying bills out like bill after bill on the table or something and then the guy goes it's not a long song is it and that was the end of it and again it's just really weird to me i looked at it it's a three minutes and 17 seconds it's not a long song um yeah anyway it's just scully then teaching an autopsy and she kind of goes into oh, a yeah. little monologue about the person was alive once and had thoughts and they were in his brain and then scully sees Mulder in the hall and he ignores her so she like leaves him a secret note which is a post-it on a picture of Samantha on his desk. And then she turns it face down and they meet up in a parking garage in DC. I'm trying to get a sense of like inflation and stuff. So if you, Helen, were parking in a government building in DC Mm -hmm. for an hour, what would you expect to pay for parking? Oh God. Uh, For an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have never been to DC. So this is, I'm, I'm basing this off of what I would say. Milwaukee, I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like whenever I drive to downtown Chicago, it's always more Mm -hmm. expensive to park than I expect. But Mulder has a line where he says $4 for the first hour of parking is criminal. Um, And I thought like, $4 is actually more than I would expect it to have been in 1994. I don't know. Yeah. I I was, I was, I would expect like two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, that is kind of expensive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they mentioned Deep Throat and they kind of, again, you can tell they're kind of giving context to someone who hasn't watched it before. Yeah. 
Mulder's like, we're being watched. We can't talk to each other. And Scully just clearly just wants to kind of check on him. And that is when Mulder talks about the Palomar Observatory in California and mentions George Ellery Hale and says, George Hale, I mean, this observatory exists. It's great. Okay. Um, and he says, George Hale um, had an elf climb in his window and tell him to get money from the Rockefellers uh, for this observatory. And uh, is that true? Sort of. And so well, I want to I mean, talk I'm about not, it. I'm not <laughs> suggesting. <laughs> It was a real <laughs> They interviewed him. No. <laughs> and so well, Mulder like, makes you know a point how, like, that he feels like that, except with little green men. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Well, because, you but know, no, like, what you're gonna say. Son, son of Sam, uh, David Berkowitz, mm-hmm. he didn't actually hear his neighbor's dog talking he to didn't? him. He didn't? No, that's just, like, oh. he said that kind of, like, to try to plead insanity essentially oh really um, oh, I didn't but know he that. it was pretty quickly admitted that that was that really was not the case mm-hmm. i had no idea well this is um kind of i mean it's not the same well for one thing mm-hmm. it involves an observatory and not murder um <laughs> so it's different <laughs> um but yeah if you look it up yeah there's a lot of places that reference george hale seeing an elf but Weird. if you dig a little bit deeper, and I sound like a conspiracy theorist, I'm not. I was reading <laughs> excerpts from a book. Um, no, it's, I think, I don't know if it's mistranslation or just taking things the wrong way. And then like sort of like a game of telephone. Um, so uh, George Hale did have some mental health issues and he struggled with depression um, pretty p- badly. Um, and it seems like his mom always had issues and like kind of was couldn't leave their house, had a lot of depression, anxiety. He was sort of similar. Um, And so uh, he writes this letter to a friend um, while he's in Rome. And he says, "Um, now I can't keep my mind on the subject as a little demon stands by my side. And every few minutes prods me with the suggestion that after all, this book is not interesting and all my attention belongs to him. How to escape Mm. this new form of torture, I do not know. And he references this little demon a few more times. Uh, and it seems pretty clear that it's like metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not yeah. A literal small demon or elf. Got it. So weird. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Huh. I feel like how many things have I said off the cuff that if like. Yeah. Oh God. You know, yeah. Right? This past I mean, hour alone. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So Mulder um, is referencing that. Yeah. And so he he's like, I don't know. Maybe none of it happened. Maybe Sam Samantha wasn't abducted, which is weird because, well, then where is she? Um, right. Clearly so I think he means like by happened. aliens. Yeah. Right. Kelly's right. so like, you know, I believe in you. Don't give up. And then they flash mm-hmm. back to Samantha's abduction. And it's different mm-hmm. than they talked about in season one. Uh, because right. in season one, Mulder says he was like in his bedroom. And like hears it or something, right? I can't remember. What I remember is what they have shown, and I don't remember when this was. Gotcha. But I remember a living room. Yeah, and like and the TV being on. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. And that's what, what they show here. Said. And um, yeah, they have like a kid playing Mulder who looks a lot like him. I looked up to see if hmm. he was in anything else, but um. Not really. He was in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we, like, a big light comes on. Samantha is mm-hmm. levitated in the air and zoomed out the door. Um, and then we go back to present day. 
And a dude shows up at Mulder's apartment and is like, we're going to the hill. And he takes him to Senator <laughs> Matheson, the guy who likes Bach. Uh, right. And he's mm-hmm. playing the Brandenburg concerto, starts talking about the golden record, and mm-hmm. then like writes down a note that says they might be listening. And then says out loud, do you like Bach, Mulder? And Mulder says, I live for Bach. And <laughs> yeah, they play the song right. again. <laughs> and he tells him, go to Arecibo, um, but you have about 24 hours because the Blue Beret UFO retrieval team has been authorized to use terminal force. Oh my God. <laughs> That's like the most 90s thing I've ever heard <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like it just sounds so ridiculously made up. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> and like they never referenced that again. I kind of got this feeling like I, like it was written so that we could then talk about like, oh no, the Blue Berets are coming. Like they're going to be a common <laughs> recurring enemy. For what it's worth, their berets looked black. Maybe they were a very deep navy when you eventually see them what they reminded me of most even though it's not like they looked like them but it was the same vibe as the central park rangers in (laughs) ellis yeah no arecibo is that the same place that was in contact the movie contact with i believe so yeah um except there it's still observation i'm typing the word observatory that's why i said it um uh, yeah, except there it's operational. That's the word I was trying to mm. say. And yeah, that is that is um, where contact was. Um, so where Jody so Foster did it, kind of in the jungle. So it was shut down then? There was a time when it became not operational between contact and the X-Files? So contact was actually filmed after the X-Files. So it's a mm-hmm. little confusing to me. Um, yeah, it was the Aristobo telescope was shut down but not when was it shut down i'm sorry this is not compelling listening what are you finding yeah okay okay so it's a little weird um it has been shut down but only in like the last couple of years and it took Hmm. a lot of damage from uh hurricane maria in 2017 Hmm. and like i think part of the issue is that nasa was or um yeah, uh, NASA is contributing less and less money. Um, mm. In general, it's getting less and less money. And eventually it's shut down. But they still have like a visitor center and some science there. It's just not the main big telescope. But hmm. when what we see in this episode of the X-Files is like a completely abandoned in the jungle telescope. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. So I wasn't really clear on that. I right. don't know if I missed it. If somebody else watching this understands, let me know. Um, yeah. So, so Mulder heads to Ursibo. Scully um, is talk. Skinner talks to Scully, and it's not always nice to see Skinner. And he's like, "Oh yeah, Mulder didn't show up for work. Where is he?" And uh, and then what? You don't actually witness the conversation. You witness Skinner and cigarette smoking man listening to the recording of it. And Skinner's like, oh, "See, right. Scully is too worried. She doesn't know where he is either." Um, right. Oh man. Yeah. So now, go ahead. Yeah. One of the, the other thing I remember about this episode is that there is a pretty stereotypically awful representation of a local worker that Mulder talks to in Costa Rica. Yep. And yep. he ends up dying. Not Costa Rica, not Costa Rica, oh. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. um, and he ends up dying. Right. Yes. And yep. 
this this is the part I especially remember. Mulder wants to try to sneak his body out, yes. which like he snuck in to Puerto Rico. I don't know how he thinks he's going to get back out with a body. Uh, three words for you, Helen. What weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. I have two questions no. about how Mulder got into Puerto Rico to begin with, because yeah. Scully tries. Well, to it was. Find I him. mean, this was pre nine eleven. This was. Yeah. Some... Scully looks at like the. So mm-hmm. okay, Scully gets some stuff from his um, computer. He she mm-hmm. has to guess his password. Would you like to oh. try to guess Mulder's password? Oh yeah. Uh is it something about the Knicks? No, it's not. It's not funny. okay. It's like serious. Mysterious. I don't know. Uh thematically. Trust no one. Haha. Nice work. Is it? You got it in one. <laughs> Scully took three tries. But how is it spelled? Oh no. Uh with a one? Like with the number one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she types in spooky and then she, because who uses their own nickname as a password? I don't know. Oh, oh my God. Now I want to. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he, then she types in Samantha and then she types in trust no one, all one word and the number one and, that and is guess it. Impressive. Yeah. That is impressive that she did that. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, two dudes show up and they're like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I heard he's gone. I'm feeding his fish. And then she prints out the stuff that was on the screen, which are these like galactic mm-hmm. coordinates. And um, she galactic to get them coordinates. Yeah. Like locations of stuff in the sky. So like oh, if you okay. picture okay. like uh, latitude and longitude, except for the sky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so um, then, yeah, then they show Mulder meeting this guy, Jorge was just like i don't know it had this like real icky vibes of like scared local can't speak english frightened yeah. by big light in the sky i was not into it mm-hmm. at all um yeah and uh and the, but the guy draws an alien head like he's he's clearly afraid and he saw something yeah and it looks like he saw an alien um scully talks to a random professor looking guy from the naval observatory then who looks at the pieces of paper that she brought him with the coordinates and says, Oh, this is like the wow signal, which is a real thing. Hmm. Um, where, um, and he, the guy in the show says my buddy, Jerry Amon, which Jerry Amon is a real person. So I like the idea oh, that they really? tried to make it like he knows him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. It was the discovery of this, uh, signal in the sky that looks like, not random it's not part of like the background radiation that we would expect and so um it's kind of like the radio signal that shows like the best possible evidence for alien life and the reason it's called that is because he wrote wow in the margin on the paper um it just just because it's something that wouldn't occur randomly and it appeared to be deliberately being focused when the telescope was taking the data or something. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. He just analyzed a bunch of uh, radio signals. Uh, This was in 1977 Hmm. and it hasn't been replicated. It's probably nothing, but I mean, it's kind of neat. I don't know. Uh, So they mentioned that and they say, this is even more than that. And so the guy, uh, they don't think they even give him a name. He mentioned some different places at SETI where um, there's research being done. And one of the places he mentions is Arecibo, 
And so yeah. in the next scene, they show Scully having printouts of flight manifests to all the different places that that guy just mentioned. Oh, which wow. Should be more than just four or five pieces of paper, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. And she figures out that Mulder has gone to Puerto Rico because on one of those flights, someone named George Hale is flying. Oh. So. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I don't know. I feel like... And I'm guessing George Hale had already, like, died at this point. It couldn't have been George yeah, Hale. Yeah, he must have. He was born in, like, 1868 or something like oh, that. Okay. But it could have been okay. a different person named George Hale. <laughs> yeah, that's not that weird of a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so she figures that out. I don't know. I just feel like... Also, how do you just... Do you just contact all the airlines? And you just... Or, like, like maybe... Well, she's in the FBI. Yeah, she's in the FBI. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many people are taking flights every day. And Washington has like lots of different oh, oh, gosh. I guess yeah. like like there's so many different airports. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Working in travel and booking flights for people, I feel like this is madness, oh, Scully. Yeah. You know, like, that's, yeah. like think about how many flights leave Madison every day. I know yeah. it would be narrowed down thinking flights from, you know, Dulles or Baltimore or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, nearby going to one of these like seven different places within 24 hours still though anyway she finds it she figures it out she gets there really quickly and there's like a tense scene where she knows she's being watched at the airport and she calls Mulder uh his answering machine and says ca 51970-5950 and there's clearly people monitoring Mulder's um answering machine and mm-hmm. then the people who are watching Scully in the airport are like, oh, we lost her. And they're like, it's okay. Now we know where she's going. She's on Car- Caribbean Air Flight 519. And so she was like saying that to trick them or whatever. Oh, I like that. It's to cool. Croy. And so, um, so she gets to Puerto Rico. And uh, somewhere in here, we also see Mulder is... Uh, looking at more signals getting printed out from the machinery, from the the equipment in this observatory, and says like, "Oh, this signal's coming from only miles away." And the tape recorder starts going and playing the box song again, and then um, Jorge just like runs out, all afraid. Okay. And then Mulder finds him dead in a storm, and he looks like frozen from fear. And okay. then there's like a scene where Mulder's doing an autopsy on him. Oh my says, god, that's right. That's the weirdest thing. He would have no idea what he was doing, presumably. He says he's of unknown age, and I feel like, yeah, but can <laughs> you take a stab at it? I don't know. The guy isn't 15, he's not 90. Like, why are you bothering to say that? But he also says he had signs of intense cadaveric spasm. How would Mulder know what that means? I didn't know what that meant. Mulder's not a medical doctor. Do you know what that means? It's fine uh, if you don't. You don't do autopsies. Yeah, no. Catabark, uh, that's the word that's throwing me. Um, no, I don't. It sounds familiar. One of, it's one of many terms for like an instantaneous stiffening of the body at the moment of death. Oh, oh. So, okay. I just Weird. felt very yeah. skeptical that Mulder would know that. But because, and then he yeah. goes, it looks as if he's been frightened to death. <laughs> um, which was a bit much. Um, 
Yeah, and it kind of just turns into like a monologue to Scully about like, I don't trust anyone. And Deep Throat said to trust no one. And I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then stuff starts shaking and there's lights and it's scary. And like the door flies open and Mulder just starts like emptying his clip, but like the gun won't fire. And I just felt like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, seems a little maybe, irresponsible. I guess, like, look, have I ever had aliens try to abduct me? Not as far as yeah. I know. If they have, they've done a very poor job. I didn't even notice. Um, but yeah, like, like how would well, I do react? a very good job? That's true. Yeah. I was just re-listening to our episode where we talked about what was more likely, me being abducted mm. or learning to dunk a basketball. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that there's a story. I know you know this, but there's a story our dad tells about being in the army in Louisiana. And uh, they had, you know, giant fighters mm. in there. Mm-hmm. And uh his partner in the army was so freaked out that he uh, like pulled a gun on a spider and our dad had to like talk him down from shooting the spider. And, you know, so like I have, I think about this fairly frequently, um, kind of when I see a spider, (laughs) kind of (laughs) wish I had a gun. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I get, but you know what? I'm not trained in anything. No, no I'm I trained mean, in a lot of things. I'm not trained in. in <laughs> it's a job. I drove myself here. Um, yeah. Anyway, he should he should yeah. probably know better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that example with the spider shows perhaps how someone allowed to carry a firearm yeah. does not behave. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, unless we're talking like Lord of the Rings style. Uh, What's oh yeah, guy? a big guy, Shelob woman. Yeah, Shelob. Yep, Shelob. Yeah, daughter yeah. of Ungoliath, I believe. Oh, hold you on. Know? Let me see if I know. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. You know Shelob's parents, mother, Ungoliant. I was very close. Wow. How did you I'm know really, that? Well, when uh, people who were in their late teens were you know, going to parties and dating, I was reading the Silmarillion. So. Oh, no, you were in your mid-teens. By your late teens, you did stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's, yes. That's, yeah. That's true. I feel like by your late teens, you had my ID. So, um. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. 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 Um, mid-teens. We, we look a lot alike. Um. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. So that's in the Silmarillion. They're like, hey, here's the It's in the spider. Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. And then the spider's like, I got this baby. And I remember because just the other night there was, I went downstairs to get a drink of water and there was a spider in our kitchen that was very upsetting. And like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not a, a fan of spiders. So like, it might seem like, you know, I'm, I'm like, like it might've just been like teeny, but right, no, exactly. I've, but no, like, Zach, you, I respect your spider yes. observations yeah yeah but no i called zach down to deal with it and, and he looked at it and went oh so it was it was a spider um and i i called it she i told him that she oh, okay. or her mother i had said on goliath on goliath apparently um oh it's her mom. so okay yeah so uh i think about this frequently I guess yeah. so do those live like a really long time not the, the real ones, the Shelob and whatnot. Oh, in Lord of the Rings. I think so. I would assume so. Doesn't the Silmarillion take place like thousands of years before the Lord of the Rings? 
Yeah. I never read the Silmarillion. But like some of the, um, some of the like moms and dads, for like a better word, (laughs) of the monsters were like Uh more like gods. And so they, oh, okay. Longer. Um, Okay. How old is Shelob? You know, so that makes Shelob somewhere between 6,000 and 7,000 years old by the time Frodo and Sam encounter her. Wow. That's really yeah. old. Yeah. This, you know, speaking of moms longer. and dads of, of spiders and stuff, I'm sure you know yeah. this. We like to talk about weird, you know, unexplained moments on our podcast. That psychic moment between me and our mother where I told our mom that I, don't I had this really i was like i don't know exactly how i phrased it i was like it was a really bad dream it was not a good dream it was bad and i don't know how i said it and then she said what did you dream you slept with someone gross and gave birth to a monster baby and i said yes oh my god i dreamt i slept with an ex oh given that it was a bad enough dream i won't you know no no one i'm still friends with and i dreamt i gave birth to a spider monster God, I and thought mom, you were going to talk it. about the time when you were on the phone with mom and you were at college and on April oh Fool's. We don't she said, bring this <laughs> No, we do. That she felt like uh, she told you essentially that you had a spider on your shoulder. Um, yeah. And you were on the phone and you freaked out. <laughs> she said, I, because she used to say that as an April Fool's when we were in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, I just. I just have this feeling that you have a spider on you, and it freaks me out real bad. So, yeah. I can't anyway, remember why spiders got brought up, but yeah, go go on. I have no idea why spiders... Oh, shooting them. Anyway, Mulder, right, right, uh, there's right. shaking, there's lights, there's right. an alien or something. And indeed, Mulder sees the figure of an alien kind of like outline the silhouette in the doorway, and then he passes mm. out. And then he comes to and Scully is there being like, oh, thank God you're alive. And he's like, I have proof. I have all this proof, finally. And then the Blue Beret crash retrieval team shows up. And again, maybe it was a dark Navy. They look like Black Berets to me. Um, And they come in and they're all like, let's shoot stuff. And Scully's like, we have to go. And that's when Mulder, as you remembered, (laughs) wants to bring this man's body with them. (laughs) And like, I don't know, put a hat on him or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it no. was pre-9-11, but I have to think. That's a pretty big like, one, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they just let you take bodies. I mean, we flew before yeah. 9-11. We still needed ID and a passport. Yeah. Well, pa- you don't need a passport for Puerto Rico. Still. Blind no. domestic, you still need an ID. Like, you, yeah. like. And I would say, oh, Mulder works for the government. Maybe he pulled strings, but the whole thing is he doesn't trust anyone. Right. So did he quickly get a George Hale ID made? Did he already have one? Like, <laughs> That's I a good thing know. to keep on hand. I guess, yeah. I mean, it is. It is a good thing. Like, if yeah. I were them, I would definitely have fake IDs on hand. Oh, like yeah. A stack. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, can I say something that's Lord of the Rings related before we Absolutely. get too far away? Yeah, this is... Today, yeah, we can... We can just make this our Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah. Ooh, don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, today is the 21st of September. And so mm-hmm. tomorrow is my dear friend Ellen's birthday. 
She her birthday yeah. is the 22nd of September. And mm-hmm. if you ever forget when Ellen's birthday is, you can Google when are Frodo and Bilbo's birthday. They they all oh. three of them share a birthday. Oh. September 22nd is also Frodo and Bilbo's birthday. Frodo, Bilbo, and Ellen. I didn't know Frodo yep. and Bilbo shared a birthday. I should have known that. I feel kind of embarrassed. You really, I, yeah. Because yeah, I that's wish the whole you thing. All could see the look on Helen's face when I said <laughs> that. It was just like your eyes were just like. Uh. <laughs> like it's like the whole that's thing the whole in thing. the beginning. That's, that's their, well, I yeah, it's throwing the Bilbo's one hundred and eleventieth um, right. birthday, and I think it's a big one. Is it Frodo's fiftieth? Maybe. Maybe that's what I'll do for my fiftieth. Ooh, girl yes, party with a hobbit. Fireworks and beer and uh, uh, no fireworks unless we do the silent type. I've seen them traumatize my dog too much. Oh, sparklers! Gandalf did them. Sparklers. Yeah. Well, sure. If a wizard wants to light off fireworks (laughs) at my fiftieth birthday, I will allow that. Okay. (laughs) So, how old is Frodo? Thirty-three. Okay. All right. Uh Oh man, that sucks because. Just like what Ellen's gonna be 37. So like four years ago. Are it would have been Ellen's gonna be 37. Yeah. Really? Sorry, yeah. Ellen. I thought she'd be 36. No, because I'm 35, which means Molly, our friend Molly, who I'm just bringing up because of this. Um, and because sometimes she listens. Hi Molly. Um, is turned 36. And then Ellen and Molly are the same age for a bit. And now Ellen is turning 37. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Fair enough. You would know better than me. I don't know why I'm questioning it. Yeah. I don't even know how old you are half the time now. I don't know. Yeah. It gets tough. Because I got to keep track of the time of year. I don't know. Which I manage to. (laughs) It's September. Um, So, so yeah, they do take the tape reel out of the jungle. Okay. um, Which Mulder thinks will have proof. They leave I don't his know body. What the proof would be exactly because yeah. they do at some point, like when when the aliens are coming in, the stuff that Mulder said to Scully starts getting like replayed in like deep, hmm. scary, slow voice. Ross, no one, you know, and uh-huh. so creepy. But I don't know what the tape is gonna prove. Right, I don't know. Um, and then I really don't know what to make of this next scene, and so maybe you'll remember it. Hmm. Maybe you'll understand. Um. Mulder is in Skinner's office. Skinner's yelling at him. This is like, mm-hmm. he's like, you abandoned sure. your post. You were supposed to be listening to this dude who talks about the offspring and strip clubs. And you just right. disappeared. That's not okay. Discipline. Blah, sure. blah, blah. And then cigarette smoking man um, is just kind of pacing and smoking. And then Mulder's mm-hmm. like, we had enough to bust those guys after three days. You're wasting my time having mm-hmm. me do that. Okay. And then cigarette smoking man is like, your time is over. You'll leave with nothing. And then Skinner kicks cigarette smoking man out of his office and is like, okay, go back to work, Mulder. And Mulder's like, you were just about to discipline me and suspend me and all this stuff. And Skinner's like, no, just go back to work. And Mulder's like, well, are we going to arrest the guys I was, you know, doing uh-huh. surveillance on? And he's like, no, we need more data. That's it. Hmm. And I'm like, what uh-huh. changed? What? Why did cigarette smoking man being like, you get nothing, make Skinner be like, Mm, oh, I don't like this guy. He's kind of mean. I kick him out. I don't think that's it. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. It makes me feel suspicious of Skinner. Um, yes. Even though I know we don't need to be. 
Um, no, but we wouldn't have but, known that in 1994. I mean, yeah. for a long time, it's right. unclear where his like mm-hmm. uh, loyalty lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So Mulder and Scully yeah, listen know. to that reel, and it's totally blank. Um, sure. And then, you know, Mulder says something sort of positive, like, oh, I might not have the X-Files, but I have you and I have myself. And he goes back to listening to the tape of the guys talking about the stripper. And then Scully leaves, and then Mulder starts to listen to the totally blank audio tape again. And the episode huh. ends. Okay. It's sort of a weak ending, sort of a, like, nothing really hmm. changed. And yeah. I feel like, I don't know, it, it felt a little bit of a letdown at the end. Yeah. I feel like it was fine, but it I, it surprises me that it isn't better. Especially because yeah. the girl in yeah. the flask is so good. Right. The last episode of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And that's why I think I haven't seen this one much. I think I probably watched it and then didn't really feel a need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, Like, there are some I know, like, very, very well. And this is not one of them. Yeah. And it's not like it's one that has a reputation for being horrible. Right. No, no. Right. It's just kind of like eh. some of those are coming up in season two. Stay tuned. Uh, Horrible there's ones? the yeah, right? Aren't there the um, three? Isn't that in oh, yeah, season three. two? That's right. And yeah, that one has a reputation for being horrible, not because it's like offensive to modern sensibilities, like a lot of the ones we talked about in yeah. season one. Yeah, yeah. But more just, it's supposed to be real bad. Yeah, I've never seen it. I think yeah, because it's exciting. supposed to be real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've seen it. I remember vampires. Okay. And I think I it takes place I don't in know California. That I've seen the man. Oh, okay. Okay. How have you yeah, I don't know. Smoke man. He's I great. Don't know. He's I'm great. excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear your take on him. Me too. I'm looking now to see if I have any parasitology textbooks. I don't think I do. I've got uh, bacteriology, pathology, the microbial challenge. Yeah, I don't think I have any. That's too bad. Maybe I'll have to get one. Mom is running an art challenge. You should run a microbial <laughs> challenge. Where we like a discover free, one new microbe a day. day. Yeah, we're like on day one, we're gonna look at our toothbrushes and like, I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what it would be. I feel like it'd probably be gross. <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd just like learn about one. Um, I guess, but I feel like it should be experiential. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we, yeah, I don't know. Look at one under a microscope. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, maybe Culture something it involved challenges in the manner of a microbe, like something a microbe mm-hmm. would do. Like, could you live <gasps> as a microbe? Yeah, yeah. We won't I try don't know to be that... aerobic, though. That would, or I'm sorry, we should always be aerobic. We won't try to be anaerobic. That would be bad without oxygen. I was going to say, I think oxygen is involved, but that's all I know. Yes. Wait, this, yeah. what does that have to do with microbes? I thought that was like our muscles or something. Oh, well, let me tell you. So I'm some, ready. some bacteria are anaerobic, meaning that they need environments without oxygen. They need environments without oxygen. Yes. Like yep. they're like anti-oxygen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. like those ones that live in like deep sea vents and stuff, would those be anaerobic? Um. Yeah. Or do they have some... oxygen? Um, well, I know like, so I had a root canal semi-recently and it got infected and they gave me, um, clindamycin, which I believe 
works yeah. against anaerobic bacteria because even like if you have you know my tooth was like sealed up so whatever would be oh. thriving there I mean there's oxygen coming in through my blood but it still wouldn't be you know so okay are there bacteria in our stomachs um yes sometimes our stomach is a very very low pH and so most bacteria can't survive there so like when we eat something most of the time the bacteria will be killed that we eat and that's good um, and that's good it's very good yes okay mm-hmm. but we have yeah. some just bacteria who live within us right is oh that true? yeah oh god what is the I feel like I said this on a podcast before you have the, you made me um, guess like what percent yeah, of our body many, weight is bacteria or something yes yeah how many Ooh. pounds of the average Ooh. person is bacteria Ooh. one to three Ugh. Like there a are, but there are it's like ten... that's the size of a ferret, Helen. That's a ferret. Aww. It's a ferret. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, but there and there are ten times more of them than human cells in a human. So their cells must be tinier. They are mm-hmm. much tinier. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like I don't. There's no <laughs> other conclusion I could draw there. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> So are they anaerobic because they're sealed up in our body? Like if they live in like my gut or something? So no, no, those are not um, necessarily anaerobic. Um, So most of the time, the ones that are good for us are aerobic. Um, So things like, um, I don't know if you've heard of Clostridium. No. Um, Okay. Uh, C. diff. Have you heard of C. diff? Oh, yeah, I have. Okay, yeah, that's Clostridium difficile, um, like French for difficult, like, like it's real difficult? hard to kill. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, oh um, okay. Is and, there like uh, Clostridium facile, like easy to kill? I don't anyway. Know. I don't think so. Um, so most of the time, because our body is really oxygen rich, so like even our, I mean, we have blood going basically everywhere in our bodies. Yeah, I have some questions so, about that, but we'll let them go for now. No, I'd I'd like to know what your question is about that. Everywhere. Uh-huh. In all our organs except our brain, right? I mean, blood has to get to our brain. I thought there was like a barrier. Yeah, there's the blood-brain barrier, but like there still is brain, or still is brain. Um, there still is blood coming to the brain tissue. Like it's it's not like... I mean, oh. it's not flooded with blood, like, say, you know, our liver or something. Um, when you say flooded, is it just like a wash in blood? That can't be. No, right. no, no. Um, we're not worms. So we have closed circulatory systems. As so opposed we've to investigated open- worms on this podcast before. And we have. It's going to be a great transition for next week's episode. Yeah, and we get, I, can, worms. I can tell you we are not worms. Um, okay. So we have closed circulatory systems, meaning everything's in blood vessels. Um, okay. But capillary beds are where the exchange of oxygen happens, and they're only one cell thick. Um, so it's oh, really, okay. really easy for things to get in and out. And so that's what I mean by, like, flooded by. Like, there's a, like, okay. higher percentage of capillary beds. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never so. thought about blood vessels literally being, like, a vessel. Like, this is uh-huh. a thing that carries blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they do. So yep. I believe you were telling me something else. About bacteria? I um, think so. I don't know. 
about how oh, we most don't of the ones that live in us that are good are are aerobic. aerobic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been the microbiology hour with Helen Warner. Yeah. Like we should. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. I mean, I, I feel like next next week will really be the microbiology hour. Um, is that the same? Well, it'll be like parasitology, though. Is that the same? Yeah. There's some overlap. So like some okay. parasites are not microbes. Some microbes are parasites. There's there's some. Okay. Some overlap there. Um, worms, I would not call a microbe. No. Okay. And this guy is definitely not a microbe. He's a macrobe. He's big. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's man a in a suit. Person. He's awesome. Then, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm very yeah. excited. I can't wait. I can't believe you've never seen that. I'm sorry as your think older so. sister. I feel, I feel like, is there a part that happens near a doghouse outside or like a shed? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Next Until week. next week. Yeah. yeah. Great. Watch well, we're season two, we're episode back. two. We're back. And uh, yeah. We still don't have a great sign off. Nope. See you next time. Bye. Do, 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 do.